All right, you get the point. Sounds fantastic, right? What is that? What's making that sound? What is that cool ass glowy thing with the volume meters and just sexiness behind me? <laughs> Those are tubes. So that's uh, that's my little that's my little tube setup. Uh, I get a lot of questions from guys, um, you know, on Facebook Messenger and uh, text and stuff. And they're like, dude, what are those pictures of those cool industrial looking things uh, on your, on your, uh, you know, your Facebook? And I'm like, those are my tubes. Um, basically, uh, you know, I got to watch this because this, this record, this turntable actually is manual. I can't just let it play and let it pick up. Uh, so hopefully it's quiet enough so I'm not going to get nailed with a copyright. Listen to some Van Morrison. Uh, Astral Weeks, great album. So, tubes. Um, the easiest way for me to explain it is uh, basically what they, it was, it was the old way of listening to um, music. Uh, radios had them in them, TVs had them in them. It was just uh, a way to amplify sound. And what it does is it, it almost, it sends a certain amount of distortion into the sound chain. And for whatever reason, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a physicist. I don't know how exactly the, the X's and O's work but I do know that it sounds fantastic and it's uh, very pleasing to the ear. Um, they've actually done studies where uh, they found that it actually lowers stress and anxiety to listen to tube-based uh, music. So there's a reason why people go nuts for it and it's a whole cult and it's a whole um, underground wormhole in the audiophile community. So you're either like a solid state guy or you're a tube guy. The difference is, uh, so solid state is, it's newer type of um, amplified sound that relies on transformers and electronics and circuit boards and stuff like that and tubes rely on you know valves tubes uh they're called valve they call them valves over in europe um but basically it's just a different way for the power to be uh, amplified like i said i am not a scientist i'm not a, an expert I just know a little bit about it, enough more than like the, the normal person might know. And this video is just kind of explaining that. And then like what I did as far as an affordable setup that you could have in your in your listening room or your basement or wherever. Um, so like the tube, the whole tube thing, I mean, I got it. I, everybody loves the sound of Pioneer receivers and the old 70s receivers, uh, because basically what they did back then when they put those things together, their core audience, especially in the 60s and the early 70s, they were taking over for the tube sound. So they wanted to recreate that as much as possible because that's what people are used to. So the way that they were uh, put together and the way that they sounded had a warm sound to it. So it's usually what tubes relay is a warm sound, tuby, mellow, edges rounded off. Uh, it's really hard to explain it until you actually sit down in front of it and hear it. And then when you hear it, um, as opposed to a newer, you know, class AB or a class D amplifier, you know, that's, uh, you know, pushing out major wattage. Uh, but what's crazy about tubes is that, you know, this is an eight watt per channel, uh, push pull amplifier. So for eight Watts, most of the receiver, I mean, most of my stuff up, like upstairs and on, even on my desktop, I'm running at least 40 plus, you know, upstairs I have 300 watts a channel on my, my big Emotiva setup, which I'll do a video on later. Um, but 
these watts are different than solid state watts. For whatever reason, they go a lot further. The only trick is that you have to use high efficiency speakers. High efficiency means what their sensitivity is. So when you look at speaker specs, you notice that they say, Ugh. stop that record. You notice that they'll say, um, you know, what the sensitivity is, uh, what range that they they can reach as far as uh, kilohertz and hertz, uh, as far as low end and high end. Uh, the sensitivity basically means a measure of wattage within feet from the speaker, and it's a whole bunch of jargon that'll probably bore you to sleep. Bottom line, the lower the sensitivity, the harder it is to drive the speakers, the more power you need to make them really sing. So for a tube amplifier like this, like a low watt tube amp, now they make tube amps with lots of wattage. Um, I have one on the way that's gonna be like 40, 40 something watts a channel. I can't wait, because I can't imagine how loud that could be. Because with this eight watt per channel, doodad, I mean, I can, it gets loud down here. It's my wife, it's my kids. Uh, especially when I hook it up to a digital audio player through a preamp, um, you would never believe uh, if you knew anything about, you know, wattage or whatever, you would never believe that it's only eight watts channel. Uh, and it's, it's very clean and clear, but at the same time, super warm and inviting and holographic. So like when I say holographic, it kind of means, uh, and I thought it was kind of bullshit when I first started this and I started reading a lot of these articles about sound and how it's described and imaging and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, but when I had my friend Sean down here and he came down, he sat in, you know, the nice triangle listening area. So like you want to sit equidistant um, between, you know, kind of like you want to form yourself here, your speakers here and your stereos here. So like the sound wants to be coming. You want the sound and the vocals to be literally sound like it's coming straight at you from from the front, not coming from your speakers, which would be on the sides of you. Uh, and what that does, what these do in spades is create that image. It's like almost like a holographic sound where it's coming in front of you, sometimes behind you. Um, speakers have a big part to play in that as well, but I've found that um, I just can't capture the same type of sound no matter where I'm at, desktop, upstairs in the living room in the big, you know, big, huge solid state amplifier. Um, all sounds good, all sounds fantastic and clear and clean and accurate and fast and uh, lots of bass and treble. Tubes, it's like, uh, it's just like, mm, it's like magic. I can't really explain it. And it sounds super hipsterish and like uh, dorky and whatever, but like, it's true. It's, it's true. Like I can't, so when I brought Sean down here, I was like, dude, sit right here. Let me play this Joan Armitrady record. It was 180 grand vinyl, like brand new re-release uh from the master recordings from her self-titled album and he was literally like he he couldn't talk for like the first five i just let it play i just said dude just sit here we'll be quiet you just let it play and he was like dude it's like i've never it's like i'm hearing sound for the first time because it's so just like it's almost like the person the, the artist is right there in the room with you and uh there's a reason why people get addicted to this shit and i'm, and I'm totally i'm now one of them um it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and um, it's just a, and there's there's so many options. So when you buy a solid state amplifier, uh, you're I mean that's it. Like you you could change speakers, which are going to have a huge impact on your sound in certain ways, but nothing quite like when you get tubes, 
and you roll them. So tube rolling is basically what you're doing is you're taking, so like all these valves do different things. So there's actually two preamp tubes, a rectifier tube, and two power tubes on the very end. So the power tubes are what, you know, are gonna do most of this stuff, but they all play a role. And every one that you change, I mean, you have to make sure that they're matched up voltage wise. Uh, but, but every time you take a set of them out and put another one in, the sound takes on a new signature and it's, it's a blast. So like you can, and, and the vintage tubes out there, you know, I mean, they, they were making them for how long? And there's so many out there, uh, American made, British made, Soviet made, Chinese made, old tubes, new tubes, you know, ones from the eighties, ones from the fifties. You have so much range in what you're able to, drop money on is <laughs> probably the best way I should put it. But um, it just gives you so much more uh, freedom to change the sound and, and in a good way. And sometimes in a bad, sometimes you'll, you'll notice that certain tubes don't mesh with other ones and uh, certain tubes don't mesh with an amp. So this, I'm lucky this is a self-biasing amp. So it actually, it adjusts its own voltage. Um, so there's only certain types of tubes that I can play in it but there's different variations of those tubes. Uh, so like the British made a certain, you know, so like this, this one, the preamp tubes are six S and seven tubes. In China, they're called like the six eight NP or six eight HC. They all have different numerical denominations and you just have to go online and look up whatever tube came with your amp and what are their equivalents. Um, that way, you know that you're going to be putting the right tube in there. You're not going to blow the thing up because we're dealing with super high voltage with, with tube amps. They're very dangerous. Uh, the tubes get very hot. So if you have kids, if you have young kids, if you have, you know, just people that are stupid that are going to try and touch the, like they get very, get burnt. They can cause fires if they, you know, if something gets left on top of them and they're still hot. Um, so it's definitely something to think about when you buy them. You want to have them in a dedicated listening area. It's not something that's going to be sitting out on your, you know, coffee table or, or sitting on your, uh, you know, on your kitchen island or something. It's, it's definitely want to have it as a, a dedicated listening area where you know it's going to be safe. Um, I mean, that goes with most, you know, expensive audio equipment or stuff that you really give a shit about. You're going to take care of it and you're going to keep it out of harm's way. Just a little bit more care goes into these. Um, and tubes do eventually, you know, they burn out. Uh, but they take a long time and it takes a lot of listening hours and each tube has its different shelf life. And uh, I mean, what I did was I just bought so many at once and I just kind of went through different ones and gave them a certain amount of burn-in time. And uh, this amplifier didn't sound great out of the box and I wasn't wowed, but I was definitely impressed. Uh, but it wasn't until I you really start to dial in the sound and when the, the machine itself breaks in a little bit, and when the tubes burn in after like say 50 hours of listening, sometimes it's what it takes for them to really bloom and open up. So it's like a whole, it's a process. It's like not, it's not instant gratification that you're going to get from um, solid state amplification and what you're used to. Um, it's definitely more of a cultivating thing. And it's, that's why it goes so well with vinyl because vinyl is the same way. Um, you're, you're captive. You have to sit there and it's like a cigar. It's a commitment. Like you're going to sit there and you're going to listen to an album. 
you're going to do the same and then you have a nice little tube set up and it's like it's like you're back in like the 40s or 50s and uh and everything was good and everything was uh america was great but uh i digress i mean whatever it's it's part of a listening journey and it's like uh you know it's not for people that are just you know casually want to dip their toes into something different um if you want to try it this is a great amp to do it with uh, this is a knob sound nso3d uh, i got it on ebay shipped from china it only took like a week um the seller is duke mall d-o-u-k-m-a-l-l um, Duke Audio basically is like a huge Chinese conglomerate that makes tons of these chi-fi equipment pieces. They get a lot of flack in the audiophile community because they're not British or American made. Um, you know, China, anything made in China has got a huge stigma attached to it now. But really, to get into this hobby on an affordable price point, you're not going to be able to do it unless you go this this route or unless you, you buy vintage. And it, that's a crapshoot, um, especially with tube amplifiers, because you never know what you're going to get. Uh, you go pick up a Dynaco. They were made in Philadelphia. They're fantastic looking amps. But, I mean, you're going to shell out four or $500 for one of those. It's, it's 40 to 50 years old. It has to be recapped. It has to be, you know, its potentiometers have to be redone. It's got to get a whole service, which sometimes costs just as much as the amp itself. So you're looking at a grand, all told, if you're going to buy a used, decent um, tube amplifier, vintage. Uh, you know, 800 to a grand, easy. These run between three and $400 right now. Um, some of them you can get the smaller ones uh, that you can get with just a couple tubes in them. They're running around $200 and under. Like, it's crazy what you can buy. You can get a little single-ended, uh, you know, EL34 tube base. EL34 is the power tube that, that drives this model. Um, they can be replaced with six CA7s or KT77s. Um, those are like the three main power tubes that can run in this. I've tried different preamp driver tubes in this. The only one that seems to really work well is the 6SN7. Uh, I tried the L7s, and they're just, the voltage is a little too high, and you get way too much distortion um and i think it runs a little hotter uh, you'll see the voltmeter is like just sitting at halfway even when there's nothing going on so that's that's how you know there's a little bit too much voltage going on um and it kind of sounds like shit so like you just you got it's it's something you play with and you toy with the sound you toy with what works i've had a couple tubes blow on me but that's what that's what they do sometimes you buy duds and most of the duds are the new production ones because they're not anywhere up to the the quality of the tubes that were made um 30 to 50 years ago because that's they were making them you know they were being used more so therefore the quality was higher uh, and now that's what i buy um everyone some of my tubes are are newer like the ones in them now are electro harmonic el34 6ca7 fat bottles i got them because they're they look awesome um i loved how big you know the fat bottle tube and it just had the same similar sound as an el34 but just a little bit bigger a little bit sweeter i don't know i i can't really explain it without sounding like a complete douchebag but i just like the way they sound a little bit better than my regular el34s and the uh i have a set of gold line kt77 driver tubes for these or power tubes i'm sorry and uh 
they're fantastic. I mean, they're great. I mean, they jam. Like, this thing gets fucking loud with those things in them. They're more solid-state sounding, tighter bass, uh, more dynamic, high-end. You lose a little bit in the in the mid-range. That's what these... These give you more of that mid... Like, the mid-sounds. Uh, it's like your middle range of, the, of the, the sound band. I mean, you have your bass, and you have your high, and you have your mids. These these really... The EL34s give you that, that, that sweet just syrupy like mid-range um it really goes well with like jazz especially jazz i mean you play that on here and it's just like it's like butter jazz acoustic female vocalists and some classic rock now you play the the kt77s on here and it's like you're it'll play everything it's like an all-rounder good for faster louder heavier music um, it's not going to be as rounded off as say that these EL34s are, um, but it just gives you a little bit more leeway with like what you want to listen to. Uh, and that's the fun of it. And that's why I love it. It's just, you can't really explain it until you get into it. So these are on eBay. These are on Amazon. Uh, they're all made by these huge Chinese factories. Sometimes it's a crapshoot. Uh, I, this one's been good for me since I got it. I've had it for a few months now. I haven't had any issues with overheating anything the only thing only problems i had was because i did something stupid like put in the wrong type of tube or you know mismatch things uh usually it's user error with this stuff um i did have so this is an amplifier so it's not integrated it doesn't have a preamp in it even though it does have a volume control so i, I wonder if there is some kind of preamplification going on because most pure amps don't have volume control usually that's why you buy a preamp uh it takes the signal the music amplifies it to a certain point that's able to be amplified again by the pure amplifier um that's what this is technically advertised as but it definitely needs a preamp i was using actually my silver pioneer uh sx 850 from the 70s i had as so i if you it has pre-outs in the back so you can use it as a pre-amplifier uh and it did a great job but it wasn't until i bought this little and it's hard to see over here it's this tiny little silver guy over here with two tubes in it it's a pre-amplifier it's uh a hybrid preamp it's probably it's not completely tube power it has uh relies on some circuit boards but it's an fx audio uh preamp tube preamp and it runs i'm running the same tubes that i ran in uh one of my headphone amplifiers my um the awesome Lox GP20 that I did in my other video, the little black headphone amp with the tubes in it. They actually use the same type of tube, so I had an extra set of those Russian military tubes that were brand new old stock from like the 50s. Hadn't even been, like they still were in their original packaging. And I threw them in these things and I upgraded the power supply on this. I, built a, I, I, I bought a whole new 12 volt three amp um, power supply. Usually they just come with these cheap little wall warts that are usually like 12 volt one amp give it that extra like amp or two uh on you know in the power of the in the power supply makes a huge difference i never knew any of this stuff until i got on the internet and started trolling some of these forums on how to get the most out of some of this chi-fi stuff um, and that's the biggest thing upgrade your tubes upgrade the power supply for minimal cost and you're going to end up getting stuff that's going to bang for buck is gonna, I mean, that was a huge difference when I put that preamp in here instead of just using 
I mean, I had used my Adcom preamp, which is solid state. I had used uh, just my um, my expensive Phono preamp that actually can work. Uh, it's a it's kind of both. It's a Yakin MS23B. I use it upstairs. I'll do it in my next video. Uh, it was a modified Phono preamp, but it has enough juice where it could actually be a preamp for the whole stereo, not just for for vinyl. Um, and I use my trusty for vinyl. I have my little Fozzy Audio, and I'll put links in the, in the description of this video for all this stuff. Uh, this is my Fozzy Audio tube phono preamp with upgraded Riverstone tubes and upgraded power supply as well. Um, bang for buck. I mean, so basically I have an all tube set up, not completely pure tubes because the other two small ones are kind of hybrids. This guy is definitely a full tube. Uh, it has a full tube. Uh, I have a new old stock 5UGB five, five uh, rectifier tube. That's this big, huge, pretty one in the middle. So basically that that is the rectifier. I'm not really sure. I still forget, to be honest, and I apologize what that does. But it uh, doesn't really do much for the sound, per se. It's I think it has to do with how it measures and how it keeps voltage um, accurate between the drivers and the power tubes. I could be wrong, but that sounds pretty good. Uh, so, you know, I bought old vintage um, rectifier and driver tubes and then the power tubes in this are newer um, I'm to get into expensive old power tubes is not really something I'm willing to dive into just yet because the sound that I'm getting on these is still pretty good with a uh, new production um, electro harmonics and I have a set of Mullard new production EL34s um, like I said I'll put links in the descriptions of all this stuff that I use on these um, another important factor, uh, what are you using as a speaker? So for me, uh, it was a no brainer. I had these, uh, these are my Klipsch RP 160Ms. They're awesome. Uh, 96 decibel sensitivity. So they're super efficient. They're basically Klipsch and tubes go together like peanut butter and jelly. Um, these I was using upstairs, they fill a whole house. I mean, there's, they're basically the Eclipse RP600Ms, but they were the model previous. The specs are almost exactly the same. These are $600 speakers. I got them for like 350 open box and they come in this awesome, uh, I wish I could spin it here and show you. The Cherry Walnut, which they discontinued. So like now all they have is like the dark brown walnut or the black. So it's really hard to get these speakers now and they look great, but they sound awesome. I buy wire them. So I bought separate fancy 12 gauge wire where the banana plugs are already built into it. And they're actually, you have prongs because on the back side of these, these actually have, when something's bi wireable, that means that it has two sets of uh, binding posts in the back for your positive and negative. So it's for your highs and for your lows. So you can get, you know, people say it's snake oil, it's, you know, it's bullshit, whatever. If it's back there, I'm going to buy something to try to get the most out of these speakers, especially when I'm driving and, you know, I'm running an eight watt amp. I want to get every one of those watts. Um, so look for these, any Eclipse speakers that are above, any speaker above 90 decibel sensitivity is going to be good for tubes, uh, low watt, low watt tubes. So like anything under, you know, 10 watts, which is what a lot of these cheap, Chinese uh, tube amps are, they're, they're low wattage. And then when you're gonna get into 
more of the 500 to a thousand plus dollar range once you get up over um, you know 10 to 15 watts uh, that's when you're gonna start seeing the money uh, because of power uh, power is gonna be more expensive does it always mean better sound yet to be seen I, I heard a lot of people that enjoy these lower watt tube amps better than the big ones um, just because their musicality is a little bit more precise and sweet compared to just like a like a fucking hammer of uh, 40 watts of tube power uh, I don't know we'll find out I can't wait. Um, I have a Wilsonton R8 that I ordered months and months ago. Uh, they're like one of the hottest amps out there as far as tube amps. Um, and you, because you can use three or four different power tubes in them, types of power tubes, uh, EL34s, KT88s, 60A7s. Uh, there's at least one or two more that I'm forgetting, but uh, it gives you a lot more options. And you have to bias it yourself, so it's a little bit more hands-on, uh, a little bit of more not entry-level, uh, something that I, I just want to get into, something something I can tinker with. I like stuff that I can tinker with, um, and I like that aspect. I mean, this is great for entry-level because you don't have to do anything. You throw the tubes in there, let it heat up for 20 minutes, and play your music. That's the other thing. The tubes sound a lot better after they're warm, uh, and sometimes the sound takes on a different signature after about 20 minutes to a half an hour. So sometimes you got to go down. i got to come down here and warm up the tubes, before I go get my cup of coffee, and by the time I'm done making coffee and come back down here and get settled, the music's ready to play. Uh, the little guys, the hybrid tube amps, they, they're ready in, in five minutes, if that, uh, because they're hybrids. But these real tube amps, they take a little bit of time to warm up. Like I said, it's a commitment. It's not something that's uh, plug, you know, instant gratification. Um, that's what I like about it. But uh, <laughs> definitely get a higher sensitivity speaker for these low watt tube amps. Um, I also upgraded the power cord on this tube amp. Uh, I bought like a $40 super thick 10 gauge. Uh, it looks badass. It's way cooler, way nicer than the uh, the cord that this comes with. I feel like the sound is a little bit uh, cleaner, a little bit more, um, I don't know. It just definitely took on a little bit different of a sound when I switched up the power cord. It might just be placebo effect. I don't know. Uh, it looks a lot better. I feel like it runs a lot. Uh, it doesn't run as hot maybe. Um, not as strained because you just open that up a little bit, but who knows? It could be complete bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> it's just one more thing that you can throw money at and, uh, make yourself think that your, your, the sound is better. Who knows? Whatever. As long as it makes you happy, that's all that really matters. Um, that's what this is about. This whole hobby. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I forgot. Oh, so obviously this is great for a vinyl setup. You know, if you have the Fozzy Phono preamp, it's easy to hook up. So I just run that into my little preamp, and then the preamp runs a wire into the amplifier. So when I want to listen to streaming, this is a great new toy that I got. Um, so people are like, oh, yeah, iPods are dead, and it's just such a lost technology. Not anymore. So this is a Fio uh, X6 or M6, I forget. It's a FIO, it's F-I-I-O, and I'll link it in the description. These are digital audio players, and it's basically like a, I don't know, remember like the, the iPod touches and stuff? But better. Um, this, you can put load streaming apps, music apps like Spotify and Tidal. This is what I use it for. I put Spotify and Tidal on here. 
It has a SD card that I can load up music to. Uh, if I want to download files from my computer or download um, any files that I saved from Spotify or Tidal or from ripping from CDs, ripping from vinyl, whatever you want, you can put it in here, take it with you anywhere. It's got a headphone out, a real three and a half millimeter headphone jack in it. You don't have to worry about bullshit lightning dongles like your phone. So this way you're not attached to your phone all the fucking time. You can have this to run your music and, and it's got a digital analog converter, a Sabre digital analog converter built into it. The sound is, I, I was like, how can it be better than my phone? Like really, like the phone's got a DAC in it. You know, I just run my, it's easier. I can just run the phone. I didn't realize until this was a hundred bucks worth every penny. Uh, the only pain in the ass part about this thing was side loading the apps on it. So if you're not computer savvy, if you're not patient with uh, downloading firmware to your computer and uploading it to this, don't get it. Just use your phone because you're going to get really pissed off because I did. I almost sent it back after the first day because I was so frustrated. But once I figured it out, once I got an SD card, that was the game changer. It was the only way that I could load. So I had to get rid of the old Spotify and Tidal apps that were loaded into this originally because they were updated. I had to take the firmware that was updated and update it, put it into the, the SIM card, and then when I brought this back up, it updated it on its own. Um, and then once they're on there, they're good. Uh, and then now I have a special USB cord uh, that I can put the SIM card in when I want to load stuff from my computer. So it gives you a lot of options. It can actually be used as a DAC, like a USB DAC for your desktop. So if you're running this from a USB cord into this and then run this out to whatever you want, powered speakers um into another amplifier whatever that's what you can use these for and the DAC on these it sounds phenomenal when i play title through this into my tube amp like i get the best of both worlds i can have you know modern streaming services running through a tube amp and it still sounds really really good and uh, that way you don't you're, you're not tied into just vinyl um or using your phone to constantly you know i have two phones i have a work phone and a, and a personal phone it's not everybody has that so and i got this just so i didn't have to worry about ever tying up my phone i plug this in charge it every couple days it, it holds a great charge just like an ipod um <clears throat> but it's better it's all touch screen beautiful interface easy to use once you get everything loaded into it and get it figured out i'm sure that they have better options out there that are easier to use um, i've watched some videos on them they're pretty informative uh digital analog player digital audio players uh definitely something to think about if you're getting into this hobby and you want to stream your music um on the go or if you want to do something like this and use it in your um in a setup like the one i'm talking about right now behind me uh, i think i covered everything as far as tubes it's just one of those things that you just, you go and dip your toe in the water. It's very affordable to do now. It's as it, it was not um, years ago. Uh, and the quality was a lot worse. Um, there's still a lot of debate out there about Chinese made things. How long are they going to last? Who knows? But if I get a few years of enjoyment out of it, eventually I'm going to want to upgrade to something nicer anyway, but it's a great starter piece. Um, <clears throat> and, and it gives you a lot of fun options uh, as far as tube rolling and uh just something different and it's a good conversation piece because it's it's interesting uh for most people i don't know who knows i'm probably boring the shit out of people but uh i'm running at 32 minutes now uh, i gotta get going 
So this has been awesome. Hopefully, uh, if you guys have any questions, hit me up. I'll put links in the description, everything I talked about in this video. Uh, all right. Take it easy, guys.